And I'm like, oh my God, you're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> Captain Fox, Stardate 812133.1. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema scenes to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, <laughs> and with me as always, she's only interested in you for your salt content. It's Ambassador Danae. I'm like a deer, you know, in that way. <laughs> Just Yeah. What? I'm more I'm more interested the saltier you are. <laughs> Is that specific to deers? Well, there's this thing called a salt lick. Have you ever heard of that before? No, I have not. So this is, you know, maybe growing up in the hunting region. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there's this thing called a salt lick. And it literally is just a block of salt. Um, right. <laughs> and they put it along like the tracks where the deers kind of come. So al- how big are we talking? Like six foot tall? No. Like a pillar of salt? N- no, they're like a ch- like a chunk. It's like maybe the size of... Uh, like a boulder? Boulders come in all shi- sizes. So no, I'm trying no, to find no. something that's more specific. universal. No, oh. boulders are specific. Yeah, That is not true. Yeah, they're exactly one foot by one foot by one foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's fact. Yeah. I was I was going to... This is so stupid. I was going to describe it as like a shoebox size. <laughs> that's tiny. Won't they just miss it? I mean, if it smells like salt, then no. Right. Well, welcome to Captain's Pod. This year is going to be exclusively about hunting. Um, that's going to be the topic that we focus on. Um, Do you ever feel like maybe you shouldn't give me a title explanation every week? <laughs> um, n- no, because I don't think that's addressing the problem. <laughs> There's a I problem? Think that's, that's, that's treating the symptom, not the disease. <laughs> is there a problem? <laughs> no. So we are in a fresh new year, brave new world. Not really, uh, but we are going to continue our monster medley. Um, now we have done a few episodes of TOS. We're going to be shifting gears back into the next generation, which has Ooh. we have by no means done all of the monster re episodes in TOS. Might be something that we it'll definitely be something that we come back to eventually. But I've been itching to get back into some TNG, and the new year seems like a great way to do that. This week's episode, we are going into season one, episode 25 of The Next Generation, Conspiracy. Mm. Mm. Now, it's quite handy that we're in season one, because this is as close to the original series as TNG gets. So it's still trying to find its feet. It's reworking kind of like a few TOS stories as well. Um, and some of like, there was a... Uh, a TV show that was going to come after TOS called Phase 2, but they never ended up green lighting it. But some of those scripts ended up in season one of TNG, which is why it feels a little bit that way. Mm. Ambassador, how do you feel about getting back into your into TNG? I'm really excited. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm really enjoying the monster madness of the season. And mm -hmm, because I, I, I really do enjoy watching like the older monsters, mm. but I don't remember TNG stuff as well. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, that was a thing one time or whatever, <laughs> you know, because I don't remember every episode of TNG. Mm-hmm. I mostly just have the nostalgia of the characters more than I'm like a super fan like yourself. I could probably, you know, name a season and an episode number and you could tell me the title. Oh, we should try that. Okay. 
Okay, <laughs> this is going to be a pop quiz. This is this is how every New Year should start with an immediate Star Trek pop quiz. <laughs> Thank you, Ambassador. No, I'm not no pressure. Good at, uh, I I will get in a range. I think. Okay, I well, might we're gonna get the season right. We're gonna go season four. Yeah. Episode eight. What was the title of it? Uh, so season four starts with the best of both worlds part two, and then family. Um, I think Brothers is in there somewhere. I mean, <laughs> I am impressed. Oh, did I just do one, two, and three <laughs> yes, season and four? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, you're <laughs> such a fucking nerd. <laughs> what a fucking nerd. <laughs> um, okay, carry on, carry on, go on. Season four is pretty good. Ensign Row, I think. That might be later on. It's not disaster. Um... Oh, it's going to be an absolute punt. The outrageous Arcona. No, I'm going to give you a hint, though, yeah. now that you've made one guess and it uh -huh. isn't correct. The thumbnail includes a trombone. Includes a trombone. Um, future Imperfect? Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> is it that right. obvious? Like, is that like... Is that no. too good of a clue? No, it's really not. There's two episodes where I really remember the trombone making an appearance and it's one called the next phase which is in season seven or season six one of those two and he's on stage and deanna's being a dick because he's like any requests and deanna's just like bluebird and it's the one song he can't play and he's like any requests bluebird and he's just, I, that is always in my head and in future imperfect we actually i did four trek or triction and I remember him teaching his son, quote, quote unquote, unquote, how to play the trombone because he's terrible at it. Wow. And that's one of the things that gives the game away is that he still misses this note that he should be able to hit. And he says, well, after 15 years, I should have been able to hit that note. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how I feel about myself with the note being life goals in general. I yes. should have been able to hit it hey, after this much time. I'm the guy that can name the episode based on the thumbnail. That's pretty impressive. You that actually got the first three episodes completely correct. It goes Best of Both Worlds, Part 2, Family, Brothers, Suddenly Human, Remember Me, Legacy, Reunion, Then Future and Perfect. They are some. What an incredible run of episodes. They, we could just do that run and it would be so much fun oh boy that's an but awesome is there run. a monster in any of them the borg um, okay well they count for sure they, they count i mean i'm tempted just to go and do the borg but i feel like we shouldn't do borg because i've seen them before and i'm really yeah. enjoying these sort of like <laughs> just unexpected. You know, uh, I wasn't expecting monsters, that. These are all monsters <laughs> that you haven't seen. Um, right. And I'm really excited for next week's one in particular. But I wanted to start pretty early on with TNG. So, Let's do it. What are your predictions for conspiracy? Mm, if nothing. So vague. It's so, so vague. freaking vague. I love conspiracy. it. Conspiracy. Uh -huh. It could be so many different things. Um,. Worf is going to be there. He's probably going to he's he's going to he's going to be attacking, right? Like big prediction. Worf is going to be there. Big prediction. Worf is going to be there, and he's going to swing a weapon. That's that's right. Worf uh, is going to be there. That's that's your specific one. I'll give you that for your oddly specific. Worf is going to swing a Worf, weapon. 
Okay, okay, okay. That's not really oddly specific, though. That seems pretty, like, this seems pretty general to Big me. Big like, your general prediction for what's going to happen in the episode. Like, what's the plot? What's it about? Okay, my general prediction is that we're not going to leave the Enterprise. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to talking about this episode. It's a fun one. Um, we will see you all over in uh, 10 Forward for a full debrief. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what's your beverage of choice if you have an appetite? Or anything from the replicator? Nope, I'm good. I am You're good? You know super fucking good. Yeah, super yeah, yeah. Good. No, 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 I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I want a bowl yeah. of worms. No, you don't. You mean the, the worms? They weren't appealing in the bowl? They were served up in a beautiful little bowl. It it really was a beautiful bowl. You're not was wrong it, about that. Lid? With the little lid, you know, it's <laughs> with the little lid. No, no, no. I, we're today's episode. We're recording it without a live audience, so I literally mm. have had 12 mm-hmm. seconds to process the end of this episode, uh-huh. which is gruesome. So it no, I'm not. I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. <laughs> no, Give us I'm a not, plot summary then. I'm not what hungry. happens in the episode? I'm not thirsty. Um, yeah, listen, in today's episode, we have, we, a lot of questionable, uh, questionable decisions are made by the oh, beloved yeah. TNG crew who, for reasons completely unknown to me, decide to just take on an unknown entity entirely <laughs> on their own and make poor choices over and over and over again, only to accidentally discover in the most gloomy end possible that we're fucked anyway as, as Earth. We're just... <laughs> A beacon has been sent out, and we are it's the Enterprise. We are the next meal for this tiny little mouth creature. This the Enterprise can deal with anything. Okay, apparently, I don't. I don't know what else to say, man. <laughs> <laughs> are you waiting sl- for me to give you more? I was. I was the first. The first. You know what? Did you enjoy it? What do you think about this episode? Did you enjoy it? Was it not quite for you? <laughs> My initial instinct, and I'm just now, like I said, I'm just getting Mm -hmm. out of the episode. My initial instinct is this one's not for me. And it's not because Mm -hmm. it's not because of um, the grossness of this monster. I think this like it reminds me a lot of uh, like later Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of style. Oh, yeah, that ending. Yeah. You sort of have like this claymation horror scape situation which mm. was unexpected and very gory mm-hmm. yeah more on that later on we saw an open carcass um with a creature inside ribs. of it i was yeah. uh, up until that point i'm like all oh, these creatures are disturbing but they're not that bad and then all of a sudden it's just like <laughs> what the fuck then mama bear appears apparently yeah. so it wasn't that it wasn't like oh this is gross and i don't want to mm-hmm. see this it was mostly just kind of like the conspiracy pacing and this mm-hmm. this episode relies on the reveals and the like the mystery reveals and for sure yeah and it really just is confident to sort of set inside of that and kind of go okay so you don't know who's who and it could be anybody and there's a um, moment whenever you know Riker has been taken by one of them or has he you know this kind of a mm-hmm. thing and I just the 
unfortunately, and this is just my personality, this is not something that anybody could have ever predicted, but in shows like this or like movies like this or episodes like this, I just sort of don't pay attention too much because eventually mm. gonna, I'm just waiting for them to reveal it. And so I'm meant to kind of enjoy the storytelling in between then. And I don't know. It was just a little bit slow for me. <laughs> no, I completely, I actually completely agree. It's one oh, of these you? weird episodes in TNG history because it went through a different, a few different permutations. So the original like script that Roddenberry put together was mm -hmm. this epic saga of undercover assassins and um, was just way, way, way too expensive. So it got stripped down um, by the writer who was, I did just look this up, um, Tracy Tomei. Mm -hmm. Tomei, I can never pronounce that right. Um, <laughs> was basically given the job of, hey, make this not expensive. So <laughs> it kind of got stripped down into just this military coup where there's yeah. a brand of starfleet the, the the military branch of starfleet wants to take over but then gene roddenberry was like no 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 no. we're not having military coups in the future starfleet right. is united we're not having an actual conspiracy so but didn't, that's happened now since roddenberry has passed right um where starfleet yeah, was like questionable yeah you've had questionable admirals that are power mad and whatnot because um, we saw that with um oh what was it called it was the was it the generations movie Oh, no, Insurrection. Insurrection, we insurrection. saw it in Insurrection. Admiral Dowerty, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Starfleet are in on it. They're okay with exploiting the Baku right. to get the right. to get the potion that they need. Yeah, um, and then there's yeah. this whole, like, how they treat androids and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's not like maybe after Gene passed, they started to play around more with the format that, like, Starfleet isn't necessarily, like, the best. Yeah, they felt way more free with that, especially, like, Deep Space Nine. There's loads of questionable decisions that are made during wartime for the sake of the greater good, but he was just like, we're not having a military coup. Starfleet, Starfleet are overall the good guys, there would not be a united effort to take over the Federation. So instead, they switched out with these parasites. So the plot does get a bit wishy-washy because... I completely forgot that this ties into a previous episode where Remick, uh, who is the guy who has the alien inside him, the chestburster, mm. him, mm -hmm. he's sent to investigate the Enterprise because Quinn, the guy that beats up Riker, Riker right. is suspecting that a conspiracy is happening and thinks that it's starting on the Enterprise. Um, and I completely forgot that episode exists because it's not a very good one, in my so, opinion. So is that like piggyback? Is this like a, a sequel then to that? Because that's basically the premise of this one too, right? In a way. Yeah. And that episode ends with the Enterprise is in the clear. There's nothing wrong with you guys, but be careful and stay vigilant. And that's how that episode ends. And then this episode wraps that up kind of by saying it's an alien invasion. But then it doesn't go anywhere. They just kind of, they plant this seed, but they it doesn't go anywhere else that's it they just wrap it up in this episode and that's it interesting interesting okay so you can kind of see it's got that season one thing where it really the, the series doesn't know what it wants to do almost like they're kind of experimenting with this subplot thing that carries on but i think the battle against um the syndication thing and making sure every episode works on its own and in isolation prevented them from really diving in to making that like an ongoing theme like they were going to be the the, the these aliens were going to be the big bads um, oh. but they kind of just got abandoned and, and left behind and we never hear from that beacon again other than well in a i book. mean that's great but what a 
l- <laughs> ominous ending to this it's episode. A great that I love that ending. Just the beep beep in it's space. It's brave and mm-hmm. it's annoying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially when there is never any follow up. I remember. Well, like, I mean, that's just ripe for uh the burrito to come take care of well yeah and it's been followed up in a book um oh interesting and they do mention the parasites in lower decks okay and i think mariner or somebody says yeah that was just uh that was a myth that never actually really happened so they have like an argument about whether the conspiracy was real or not which is fun so Can't i guess what episode that's if in. we really wanted to you know recap this episode in an actual more like official kind of way um how would you kind of get somebody into this episode how would you start to describe it because to me it would be just like a it's a possession episode where are you you don't know who is actually an alien and who is really themselves you don't know who Mm -hmm. to trust and that's the conspiracy element of it yeah i think i would pitch it as a one of the first times in tng that we actually go back to starfleet headquarters we go back to earth right and it's for this really it's for this really ominous thing that's happening as well and i always the the, the hook of this episode is way more is way better than the delivery for me because that hook of picard being called to a planet with three of the best captains in starfleet and they're laying the seeds of this conspiracy that that's really fun for me and that really hooks me but it does fall off a cliff doesn't it after after that when we get onto the ship it's kind of 25 minutes of what's going on at Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, it it really was it was like a we're going to we're going to show how to how this is being solved in real time. You know, they mm. really didn't they really didn't um what's the word? There's not a lot of clues. Yeah, it's it's a lot of like even what data finds, you know, which is that they're replacing personnel. Mm. In my head I'm thinking, I mean that could have an explanation, you know, you just don't have the clearance to figure it out. But then, yeah. of course, it's all an actually, you know, it's an actual legitimate concern. So we get to see that all being revealed. But, you know, even that is it's it's so creepy and strange because the reveal is whenever worms are served, like they're just very, very <laughs> cocky. These aliens, you know, <laughs> I have so many sins about that. The alien plan is so bad. The, it's it does. It seems to fall <laughs> apart, and I haven't had a time to just genuinely think about it too much. Mm-hmm. But I, in my notes while watching this episode, I just kept thinking there's a lot of really terrible decisions being made. All around. Um, yeah, all yeah, all around <laughs> from a, from a being from from a. Uh, from the perspective of these aliens who have taken over these bodies, if you know that you have one mother host, that if they die, everyone dies, you would have so much security around them after yeah, don't an, leave them alone an investment in a room. of all this time. <laughs> there, there's just there's so many questions that I'm coming up with in my mind now. But uh-huh. yeah, the pacing for me kind of shifted out in like, well, what is this episode going to be about? Because it's really not a creature reveal until you know quite a bit in mm. towards the conclusion of this episode and so most of this episode is spent on the enterprise um talking about the possibilities of i don't know we did we 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 did go to different places we went to the red planet we went to the we went back to earth we never did make it to pacifica no i mean it opens with the classic we're going on shore leave we're gonna have a great time we're looking forward to it no you're not no you're not (laughs) Nope. <laughs> it would be funny if um if there is an episode about Pacifica and like the because they didn't show up like what happened because of that. Oh my goodness! Funny. Yeah, some natural disaster <laughs> happened. Yeah. So 
we kind of drift kind of into horror a little bit with this. Did you feel that shift in tone from regular TNG into a very spooky, um, like paranoid thriller kind of vibe for the episode? Because even like when he goes mm-hmm. to Ditalek's three or whatever it is mm-hmm. and meets the other captains, that's a very spooky planet. The score mm-hmm. is very spooky. Yeah. Did it feel odd to how you usually feel in TNG? Yeah, I, I definitely I felt that. The most. And I, yeah, I wrote that down too. Um, it's pretty evident that they're going for like the the mystery element and the spooky element because the music, you know, of course, is very giving and telling of like what they're mm. what they're going for. And so you're you know, you're not I'm, I'm not really settled in. I, I I kept thinking, okay, so I know that the Enterprise has been traveling for a while, so no one on the ship should have this. And then they mm. do the dumbest thing ever, and then they invite people onto their ship and. You know, then we, they really just, these aliens just give it all away, <laughs> give it all away so fast. <laughs> they really they get, they, and, and, and it's important because we, the show has to end, you know, like we can't, mm-hmm. the, the episode can't last forever, you know, but. It's a grand conspiracy that gets wrapped up in minutes. And I think the concept is almost too big for this episode. Like it's too much yeah, to maybe. have it fully explained and, and resolved in 45 minutes. Well, and I, I find myself going, okay, so it's interesting because Beverly Crusher was the intended target of this alien species, mm. you know, and then there's also like this interest in, um, like Beverly is, um, what's the word, uh, has this friendship, you know, with this person mm. that ends up dying. Yeah, with Walker. With Walker, yeah, and so uh, it, how would I, how would I shift this episode? You know, take all that stuff out. You know the. The backstory of 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 Beverly Crusher and her her love of mm. this character and the friendship that they had that that was probably about five minutes of time that we really probably didn't need to know the depth of that character. But I like I like it being in there. But then watching the rest of it, mm. we needed to get to the alien battle a little bit faster. Like yeah, I we needed be... to have more of us. We like this episode needed our crew cleverly figuring out how they're going to take down these creatures without hurting someone and all mm-hmm. that just was a very convenient end it it all just sort of conveniently phases. yeah you you phase you you fire to kill and then once the host is is stung the creature crawls out of the mouth and moves on and so it, it ends up being a very easily defeated enemy rat and it kind of subverts this idea that they're really dangerous because mm-hmm. wouldn't this creature to have more of an like they're, they're they have super strength like yeah why why aren't they so easily able to overcome picard and Riker? send them back to the enterprise with this thing and then spend a couple episodes of the season get oh, stupid you brave you know of course you can't do that because it's all it's all like one episode right it's yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, they don't... this could have been like the game when Riker brings the headset back yeah. to the Enterprise and takes over yeah. everyone. Parasites take over the Enterprise and the few remaining crew members have to fight them off. I agree. That's that's way more. Could be I fun. think that'd be way more interesting. Yeah. But there is just there's like a little lag in the in the way that the like the reveal at the end. It's almost like, OK, why are we eating bugs? Why is everything so casual? Why is Picard just now thinking about backing away? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's I guess it's I think it's meant to be like a like a game of poker. Like it's bluffing. Like right. Picard's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know. But do they know I know? And the aliens yeah. are like, Picard knows. But do does Picard know that we know that he knows? And does he know that they know that we know? Mm-hmm. Until 
they decide to reveal the bugs. And it's like, well, if you're just going to reveal it, then subdue him. Like, shoot Picard. You know how... I guess they don't know how dangerous he is, but they know how important the Enterprise is to their plan. So, like, They did talk about, like, being a love of theatrics, though, and that's obviously really true, but... We would send the writers trying to... We don't believe that the parasites actually care about theatrics. (laughs) <laughs> probably not they probably i wouldn't think so i would think like like th- they said like we would make such a great pair wouldn't it be interesting if they had that textbook tng philosophical conversation about uniting together you right? know these two things and but but it's just it all ends so quickly like picard what, should what be a- explaining why we want our freedom and why we won't accept being a host what if what if they had just shot the creepy creatures that are crawling out of the mouths at the at the dinner and they get back up onto the enterprise they get their team together to put the beautiful minds all on this project and then it's all about finding the mother like figuring out mm. you know i don't i don't know it feels like there is something i i want i wanted a little bit more monster but but yes. like that way the end was even more of a cuz it was it just came out of left field like that was <laughs> Okay, well, let's talk about it. So they go into, they everything has been revealed. They've all started attacking each other. They're chasing the Admiral. They run into this room and Remick is sat in a chair. Open phases, just fire, 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 fire. Chest bursts open, screaming. Head alien, explodes. Chest burst a thing. His, yeah, Remick's head explodes. Alien explodes out of his chest. Picard and Riker just do a sideways glance and then continue to fire at it. Your expression was incredible oh no it was quite a surprise quite a surprise (laughs) you were watching me and not the show that's oh 100 i've seen that scene so many times your (laughs) eyes just went completely wide and we're just like what the fuck is happening here (laughs) it was so crazy i did not were you really shocked (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) i didn't expect to see rib cage in my tng it's incredible isn't it and tng never goes back to that like so it, this episode won an Emmy for what? makeup and design and like special effects in terms of design. It like the, the creature stuff there is so, so good, <laughs> but it's like just not very TNG, is it? No, it's definitely it's not TNG. It is straight up horror. And what's what's sad is to have this like straight up horror moment and mm. never come back to this creature again, you know? Never never come back to it Uh, the bbc actually censored the last few minutes of this Uh episode they cut i think they show him getting shot and then cut away from it and just go to them on the bridge mission accomplished they didn't show remick getting killed on tv i mean god leave it up to america to show this to the children (laughs) (laughs) because i like there are children watching for me it's always been shocking especially when he gets shot in the head because i'm like riker and picard you don't have to go for a headshot they don't but (laughs) I, i my assumption and it was probably the the wrong assumption but my assumption was that the phaser fire became too i don't know what the word would be here um hot yeah like it it sort of ignited it seemed like more of a combustion reaction to the pressure of everything i don't know it's really dark because it's like it's like they shot him and then it just sort of like all of a sudden they have to keep firing because this is like the power creature and then Mm -hmm. his fucking head pops open and it does the thing (laughs) where 
you see the big white eyeballs before yes. the eyeballs explode, but it's yep. just a split second. And if you were to go frame by frame, I'm sure this looks ridiculous, but then it has all the things that just like pop off the skin that flies around. So now mm-hmm. we're talking about like a gruesome big body explosion thing. Oh, but they're not done yet. You know, they're not done yet. No, 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 no. The, the, the body cavity begins to um, <laughs> heat away and yes. then reveals this gloopy bulbous beige mm-hmm. wormy thing which is not at all what the babies look like so no totally not, different i wasn't prepared like they had been preparing me for this sort of pincher looking <laughs> scorpion yeah. monster uh-huh. but here we see that mama is actually a grub a xenomorph from aliens this very goopy thing that is essentially saying feed me you know just (laughs) (laughs) and then it like blows up and we see the scattering of its babies Mm, yeah that's pretty grim and that link apparently you know affects everything else you said apparently but i think you meant conveniently (laughs) yeah I said, in- I said conveniently incorrectly. Uh-huh. Captain's log. Everything's fine now. I guess that worked out fine. That's great. I feel like we're missing the most important part of this episode, though. Mm-hmm. Which is? That swimming is too much like bathing. It, and that's, it really is. That really is something I forgot about the Klingon race in general. Yeah. Is that... They smell. They they don't like to bathe. You know? No. They like to They like to have that. Well, it washes up all of those ridges, and then it's something that happened in TOS. They stopped bathing, and it meant that they could kept keep the ridges on. During TOS, they kept having showers, which is why they don't have ridges. They kept getting washed mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of little little nubbins in this episode that I really like, and they basically revolve around Data, even though he's not in it very oh, much. Oh, I love the Data stuff in this episode. Yeah, L- Data stuff is so. Tell me, tell me what you loved. No, you go on, go on. Oh, um, well. I mean, obviously, the laughing at the beginning is oh, so yeah. much fun. Just simulated oh, yeah. laugh. The the the, the <laughs> immobile facial expression. It's just his mouth is open, and then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing. There's like no facial expression at all. Mm-hmm. I don't even think there was that much emphasis. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. just, just exhaling. Like, I really, it out. yeah, I really loved that, and I can imagine that. He's discovering this unique character, you know, week mm-hmm. to week and up in yeah, season sure. one. And the crew is discovering their love of the character because it cuts over to Riker and Deanna and they're just like cracking up. And I <laughs> expect that that was kind of genuine at times. Oh, on yeah. set. We don't know what Spine is going to do next. <laughs> I also love seeing LaForge and Data and mm. their friendship because... I don't know that I picked up on that necessarily when I watched it when I was younger because mm-hmm. I was just sort of I, the nuance of friendship and things like that. I don't I don't know that that was something I really uh, easily recognized and maybe they didn't really push it too much. But then it became more obvious when we were talking about Picard and when we be, kind of looked back and started watching the TNG episodes earlier um, in the captain's pod um, episodes. And I was like, oh, yeah, they are friends. And I don't know why that friendship was lost on me. But seeing it here in this episode, how LaForge is sort of just chatting it up with them. and It's and- pretty clear from day one. Like, they set that pretty 
deliberately from season one. I love it. Which I didn't watch it in order. I watched no, whatever was on TV. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember when that would have even started for me, like what season I came in on. I have mm-hmm. no recollection of that. But you're right. Watching back, it is pretty clear. And I love that LaForge befriends Data. He doesn't treat him like an android. Oh, he's he just treats him a like joke a person. as if he's going to get as it if, and as yeah. if it's just his human buddy. And, and then, it's definitely you know, a penis joke. It's definitely a joke about <laughs> sex not working in space, right? <laughs> I mean, I assume so. <laughs> Jordy's got all the good jokes. And then the other, you know, data moments for me that's really fun. I think it's pretty cool to see him absorbing a lot of information in his mm. eyes. You, the, the show is doing a good job of telling us that this character is really unique in that way. Well, that's one of my favorite. It's one of the highlights of the episode for me because it's using data exactly how an android should be used so yeah. you may just ask well why don't you just ask the computer to compile this information because computers as far as we know at current as standard are great at like collecting information and saying here's all of all of the info here's the facts here's the figures here's what happened when but androids and with that extra like kind of neural net stuff going on can make the connections and can see the patterns that humans can see so it's incredible to ask data to get all of these in all this information all of starfleet's orders and find the pattern like if he'd have just been used to collect the data that's pointless get the computer to do that but asking him to find what's up and find the conspiracy it just it shows a really cool understanding of why you'd want an android compared to a computer and i'm just like yeah star trek you get it you get you get why you'd want an android it's I really also really smart think that the episode needs it because then it would just be a conspiracy on conspiracy yeah. episode this is the only quote-unquote fact-based information that we mm-hmm. have going into this strong assumption that there's something going on back on earth and the only thing that we really can do is just go investigate it ourselves mm-hmm. and beam over our only captain oh, uh, into, without, the, into the sins for that <laughs> just like let's just just let this this makes sense let's just do that but yeah. the only the only confidence that we have to stand on are two things, right? What data c- discovers, which is this mm-hmm. really curious pattern that seems to be very suspicious, and then second, that the ship explodes, the Horatio yeah. um, explodes, meaning that this person is that this Walker person may have been onto something and it is now dead. Um, yeah, that that is a pretty. That's a pretty big moment for me going, I'm the, you could be setting up this episode so that everybody is just paranoid and no one knows what's going on. We don't. Yeah. Because the way that the first part is played off, it could be either way. These people could completely be insane. They could be the aliens. Right. Um, or they're trying to tell the truth um, in, in this way. And, and, and if they're trying to tell the truth, this sort of suspicious whisper as he leaves just watch your back what was it the point in that yeah. don't trust anyone you know like that's I'm sounding really evil right now <laughs> <laughs> don't trust me i'm evil mm-hmm. but he's not yeah. it's so confusing yeah it's purposefully causing confusion um yeah. and that's 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 fine you know but most of the episode doesn't have any like real substance to it until like honestly i wasn't really on board even i'm seeing the little alien creature mm. and quinn is bringing over you know the next little brother or whatever mm-hmm. I mean, can we talk about their birthing process how do the bro- how are these people made do they have their own individual personalities like that this is something we I need to know so. more about is it in the book yeah. or something no i mean i uh, not that i i know it gets their mission gets explained in a book but i don't know if that book dives into personalities and whatnot but i think they do because 
It sounded the, the like other it. Admiral says you were meant for right. the doctor. So I think there is personality to them. And and then that one who is not actually a creature, it's just a fake out, but still that one's like, you mm. know, like, sorry, plans changed, and then I can easily see everyone being like, Carl, you know. But they should have given Riker the up. quiz. When <laughs> yeah. they, when Riker has the, the is pretending to have the alien, they should So what was the first butterfly that you ate and where did you meet them? <laughs> right. <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah, there there is a lot of curiosity there. I forgot what I was saying though. Um, the reproductive system of the yeah, bugs. that was my side. That was my bunny trail. Uh huh. It just popped into my head. Backpedal. Anyway, I just I just think like as far as uh factual oh, based yeah. information, we didn't have a lot before. We're just jumping mm. kind of to the end. And the oh, that's what it was. The appearance of those creatures is mm. like okay, now I know for sure that there's something going on. But yeah. even when when Quinn showed up to the Enterprise with it, I wasn't sure if Quinn was one or if he's just a patsy mm. for this stuff. Maybe. Quinn is actually Quinn and yeah. this is just something that he's going to show them and then it takes over. I like, you know, you never know what's going to happen with this and stuff. And even Picard, like Picard is just basing it on, I know, I know that's not Quinn. Riker's right. like, how do you know? And he's like, I know. They're still all basing it on very, very little. Yeah. The more it's Star Trek ending might well, might have been that there is no conspiracy and that the original three captains were wrong and everything was coincidence. Like the moral at the end of the story might have been, don't read into conspiracies wait until you have more evidence and picard's the one that exposes there is no conspiracy you're all just being paranoid um but then you wouldn't would have, have anybody interesting... bust out of a chest you know yeah that's fair you wouldn't have been able to phaser anybody in the face that's the star trek ending is having picard and Riker shoot a man in the face with a phaser it's it's the weirdest bit of the episode for me it's the least picard thing i've i've i think i've seen happen like he's dealt with evil people and evil aliens and bad guys and it just, it felt really strange to just vaporize uh, Remick. <laughs> yeah, it felt like, I think that the episode was making an attempt to say, I think what the episode was doing was, was saying, like, it gave the alien mama a moment to sort of dialogue a bit and for there mm. to be this comfort with us, the viewer, and our beloved Picard. We desire peaceful coexistence. To to say, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and kill you anyway. <laughs> this is fine. But here's an interesting thought, though. Let, let's say that they do want a peaceful existence. Mm-hmm. But it just sounded evil because they don't know how to operate right? throat muscles. Uh-huh. You know, There's a lot going on in that guy's throat. We saw it. There's just balloons yeah. expanding. There's... Yep. There's there's one spine for many creatures. There's a lot yep. going on in this human body. It's been a stressful so, day. There's just there's so much room for miscommunication here. <laughs> and if this was a a, a a alien species that really wanted to have peace and not domination, there really wasn't a ton of inquiry about no. that it was Especially it's just like, like a no. You took over our bodies. We're gonna kill you. Which I totally honestly totally get it. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Get it. You know, I'd zap them, but I'm not Picard. Um, Exactly. uh, Picard would have a conversation, you know. Especially since they know they have the upper hand. Like, they know phasers work. They are in the seat of power here. Like, you shoot to kill because you're out of options. Like, I feel like force fields were an option. Or, like, transporters. Beam them up. Put them in stasis. Like, it just, that that, the the phasering at the end feels very not Star Trek-y. And neither does the um, horror, but you know what? That's what we did. We're doing that thing. Yeah, we, what, did. we did some body horror. At what point did you know that Riker was really Riker? 
Do you remember? I, honestly, I it had me convinced. It's so hard because I was so young when I first watched oh, it. So I was convinced all the way through to the end that he was an alien and Picard's just got to figure this out on his own. So when he pulls his phaser out, I'm like, yay, it's not him. <laughs> yay, it's Riku. That was a Did fun moment of tripped? the episode. Yeah. Did it have you yeah. fooled? Um, yes, I was fooled. Nice. Uh, they, and it's a sneaky fooling, though, because Riker wakes up and then aggressively touches oh. Beverly. So it's certainly... Tricksy, tricksy, tricksy. It was, it was designed <gasps> to make us feel some kind of a way. And so yeah. that's when we assume that Riker has been uh, taken over by the alien. It also means that there was still one of those things on board the ship. What do you mean? Well, the one in the case was supposed to be put in Riker, mm -hmm. but oh, Riker yeah, was faking one. it. So yeah. they still have one. So it's yeah. kind of like a Tribble. We just don't know what we don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> we assume they all died. We, th well, we think that they're they all, all died, dead. But yeah, yeah. maybe that's how they knew. Them back. Is mm -hmm. that they found the, the briefcase is just sort of rotting inside. Yeah, just dissolved. <laughs> I do like um, that they created like a little carrier for it with like so that it was cushioned. It's kind of cute, isn't it? I imagine that Little they had a conversation buddy. about it. I've done, guys, this is really uncomfortable to travel from point A to point B. Can I at least have some fucking cushion? <laughs> they have this really cool thing. It's called foam. And I think we should use it. Let's I just it. like, I rattle around in these cases too much. So That's I did amazing. think that Riker had been, you know, infected. And then he mm -hmm. shows up and he's like, you're not going anywhere. And he really gives into it, which is great because the Picard yeah. doesn't know. And Picard's like, fuck, this is, this yeah, is, I am, I am really in trouble right now. So. I didn't know until um, the guy says, eat, brother. And then it's the camera comes over to Riker. And my mind is thinking, we've seen a lot of people grossly eat bugs. Mm -hmm. There is no reason for this episode to show us more gross bug eating. Like, pad the runtime situation. I was getting yeah. a little bit annoyed. Uh-huh. You know, Unless we know that it's to make Riker do something gross or to prove one way or the other. Yeah. And, and so then I thought, oh, it's because he's he's gonna eat it and every mm -hmm. let, let's say that someone back on the enterprise is watching and they're all just holding their breath going oh is he gonna pull it off and they all know he yep. is totally human having to eat bugs they're mm -hmm. like ah! you know? this is the worst so that's what i realized was the fun of that moment for the people mm. who are making it is that they knew so it was yeah. kind of like if you know he's not really himself this is extra that's fun clever. yeah and that's, that's a good way when to i figure figured it out. it out and it was a yeah. split second before and then of course mm -hmm. it pans to his phaser um and i thought oh and then right then there we go and that's that's Riker, and mm -hmm. we we have our nice little our little dinner battle race towards the end yeah so there was one other thing with data that i really enjoyed and oh, yeah. it's just this little aside with uh, the computer oh isn't that lovely <laughs> it's amazing it's so funny data is so proud that he's talking to himself because <laughs> there's so no function to it, it isn't he? yeah he's like i'm doing it i'm emulating humans and then he starts explaining it and then the computer is just so politely like i get it so I, I get it i get what you meant and his little feelings are hurt, even though he doesn't have any. It's so funny. It's, it's such a so great cute. sort of him thinking, I'm being impacted by the humans around me, and I'm I'm monologuing while I work. <laughs> like, I'm Yay. dialoguing out loud. And then he explains it so perfectly. I love how they write Data's revelations. You know, his... Oh, it's great. How he's describing the planet as well. A useless heap of junk. And avoid... <laughs> like, okay, Data, we get it. <laughs> yeah, but even just, like, why do we talk out loud? Those yeah. are the moments that I really enjoy in TNG or really any mm. content where 
we just take a deep dive into something so simple as to why we dialogue. Why do mm-hmm. we talk to ourselves while we yeah. work? And Can we from, reassure ourselves? It could be senility. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a great little moment where he's so proud of himself for yeah. being more human-like. And then, of course, the voice of the computer I have come <laughs> to really enjoy because I know where that yeah. comes from now. That's and amazing. I thought that was a funny kind of back and forth where the computer's like, no, 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 I get it. Can you get back to the point? And Thank you, sir. Just, okay, fine. Fine. Yes, like, give me yes. more information. Continue read back. <laughs> Thank you, Grumpy. Um, so how did you feel about the fight scene? So we get a good fight scene between Quinn and Riker, then Quinn and Worf, Quinn and Geordie, Quinn and Beverly, with some high kicks and stunt doubles. Did oh, Was it a yes. distracting scene? Or were you just like, eh, it's the 80s, it's fine? So, well, first of all, this is when I realized that one of my predictions was pretty accurate. Like, we do get to mm. see Worf go to battle. Mm-hmm. But it is disappointing. And here's why it's disappointing. I think that was a lot of the battles in this episode were disappointing to me. And yeah. this, I know we're kind of blending our sins and stuff as we go. But um, it, it just, it surprises me. Part of it feels a bit like uh, production says we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a fight scene now, mm-hmm. and everyone says okay we know what to do we're gonna throw some punches and some kicks and we're gonna and fly over something and that's that's what we're gonna do and does it does it have to make sense to the characters the moment the protocol no we just want to give the audience a fist fight and yeah so this just felt like a fist fight so it wasn't mm-hmm. distracting as much as it was frustrating for me because. I mean, these people are just getting knocked out. Yeah. Uh, Worf is taken down so fast, and I did not like that. If Worf is getting taken out this quickly, Riker should have been down with a nose flick. Murdered. You know, just... <laughs> Riker should be murdered. He LaForge should be dead. is thrown through metal doors <laughs> and sustains no injury. Doors. Yes. But I do love it because it's so rare that you see the doors get damaged and they just get yeeted off of their hinges. I guess they're not but on he's, hinges. he's able to walk away, yeah. you know? And Worf is just, he's just knocked unconscious by like I a know. table toss. Worf gets his butt handed to him in a lot of the early seasons. Like he was just a rag doll. He didn't get treat, treated like a true Klingon until later on. And thankfully, I've gotten to see him in Picard, and he that was all redeemed. Oh my goodness, decapitating a Ferengi. Yeah. So Spoilers. fucking great. Um, so so that's my wharf. Uh, yeah. Here I'm like, oh, really? And then I have to say, oh, it's this alien that has somehow mm-hmm. fortified the bone structure of the human host that it is right? inside of. But to somehow, somehow put, off, put up a bigger fight. Manifest these superhuman things that are going on that mm-hmm. we shouldn't be able to do. So yeah, I um I I wasn't I was distracted by that more than I was yeah. distracted by the high kicks. But let's just let's just talk about high kicks for a second. Mm, it's impressive. Dexterity. Yeah. Loose hips. Riker's got it. Yeah, I would I would have thought that maybe they would have been like a little tight, but no, this is. Nope. Uh, He's got a ballet's ballet's legs, ballet dancer's legs. I have nothing against taekwondo, mm-hmm. just for the record. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm—I shouldn't say nothing. I haven't done enough research to be able to say that strongly. Okay. I don't think I have anything that's just like you know super against it, right? Though. Mm-hmm. Just but instinctually, yeah. I studied kenpo, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna—I'm gonna use my personal knowledge to just say that if you want to make physical contact with someone's face mm. to cause damage, harm defense whatever whatever your purpose is it's 
your hands are closer than your foot. Always. Correct. Just always. And less likely to throw you off balance. Unless you're like grappling on the ground and you happen to be like in the 69 position, then maybe your foot's a little closer, potentially. Yeah, or unless you're fighting a six-year-old or something. Correct. They're closer to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're you're squared off against another adult, Mm -hmm. there is a, there's a, and you're standing on your two feet, your gravity is in effect. There, there is like a ninety nine point nine percent chance that your hands are the closest thing to yes. their face. Mm-hmm. So, and and on Worf's behalf, his head is always closer, and he's got the ridges uh, always running head first. Bone ridge someone, yeah. just bone ridge them. <laughs> how did the, how did you get that scar? I got bone ridged. <laughs> like every enemy of Worf should just have this yes. indentation oh, on their forehead. Oh, I see what's happened to you. Yep. You've been bonked by a Klingon. Like walking, walking to sick bay and Beverly's got, oh, we've got another war thing. God damn it, You must Worf. have pissed him off. <laughs> I had my performance evaluation today. I was you reached su- me. I was surprised by the amount of kicks that were happening. I feel mm-hmm. like that is for show. It is not for just, and it, and well, it is. It's for show and it, and it looks it really interesting. I, it stands I, out particularly because we never see Riker fight this way again. <laughs> It's one and done. He decides, you know what? Kicking didn't work for me. I'm never going to do it again. The stunt double on set that day was yes. a ballet dancer slash mm-hmm. taekwondo Lee. loving man. And that is how that happened. And am mm-hmm. I happy for it? Fuck yeah, I am. I love yeah. seeing stupid stuff. Like I, that TOS bar fight on the Tribble I'm episode. thinking about it. I love it. It's so great. <laughs> and it went on for so long. And we just don't see that anymore. So long. No. Now we see palm strikes to the nose that burst a nose open. and co- mm. Like we see actual fighting now. Yeah. Rather than the show fighting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, co- not, so. as, not as this intricate ballet of, yeah. Yeah. And your tables knock up. you out. Getting mm-hmm. thrown over a desk knocks you out. A lot of stuff Glass knocks is you out. shattered somewhere. But the most important thing is that Beverly just fucking kills it. I love it. I'm just oh, like, that's the best part. Beverly just walking in with a phaser, just like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, she doesn't even say anything. She's just no. like, nope. And she and I love that so much. That kind of like, I don't even need to have a conversation. I'm gonna take you down. Is mm-hmm. what we need in this episode. It's what Worf should have done. Worf should have gone in there with a phaser. Why does the doctor have a phaser? Why (laughs) are you showing? Why are you going into? Well, I guess they did show up in the room, and then there's like this ruse of whether the whether Quinn is actually like human or not. So yeah, but I'm not quite sure. I do love that because you see the phaser burst first, and then you see it's Beverly, and you're like, yeah, get it. I love that it was Beverly. That made me super fucking happy. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't going to be Beverly, who else should it have been? I mean, Deanna, but that would have meant giving her something to do, and we just don't. That's not the Star Trek thing to do. Data would have been. It's Data. always it's always fun when Data turns up, but also Data doesn't need a phaser. Data should have been there and snapped his arm. Data should have been the one to go down there because he yeah. doesn't have any anatomy with which to suck blood. But from. then, why you ever? They don't, I guess blood, they don't know that yet. And why would you yeah, ever send Worf when Data is an option? Like Data must make everybody feel bad at their jobs. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> data makes me feel better. bad at my job <laughs> yeah that's fair me too me too uh okay well i think that's that covered overall ambassador now that you've had a little bit of time to think about it how many pips out of four is um conspiracy getting probably two i'm with you so solid yeah. two pips it's not terrible 
but it's it's not one I come back to a lot. It, it might be 1.5. It could be mm-hmm. a 1. I don't know. I don't know when, a, when it's going to be a 1. The only thing that pops this up to a 2 is the absolute shock and horror of the yes. end of this episode. completely agree. That's exactly what I was going to say. The reason I picked this episode is because it's kind of early in TNG. Yeah. Um, and we don't get to see that a lot. And just the interestingness of how much of a shift out of the genre the ending is and just the novelty that we never get to see it again like this is a uh laying the foundation for a conspiracy that could have come back one of the few episodes of a cliffhanger that never gets addressed again so it's just an interesting piece of star trek history that gets referenced a lot yeah yeah well often you see now the i've seen it. now i know what now was you've the, done it what is the creature called Do no we idea we, we don't get told are you fucking kidding me not kidding not kidding oh so that's in the, awful in the book, there's a race called the Iconians, who we do see in an episode of Star Trek. Um, they're the ones with the the window that you can walk through, and it has like different points in the galaxy. And then Picard walks through it and ends up on a Romulan ship. I think we've we haven't done an episode on it, but I think we've watched it. And apparently, the Iconians sent these parasites out as a way of colonizing people. But that hasn't that's not actually happened on on a TV show. We don't know what they're called. I'm going to I'm going to memory alpha real quick, okay? Go for it. I could be wrong, but I don't think in canon they have a name. They're just the parasites. The parasitic being, as it was called by Dr. Crusher, was described in the final draft of the script as quote unquote looking something like an oversized silverfish. Mm. Which it did. Yeah. Uh, later in the script, it was also described as quote strange insect like animal. The mother creature, as it was called by Captain Picard, was described in the final draft of the script as being, quote, dull yellow, looking like a cross between a parasite and a human fetus. Oh, God. <laughs> it was also described as a fetus creature. Oh, it's so grim. Oh, my God. Uh, the Star Trek chronology, second edition, page 290, noted that although Picard and company were successful in eradicating them. The parasites did send a mysterious radio signal, signal, presumably to the others of their kind, at the time the episode was written. This was apparently intended to lead to the introduction of the Borg in Star Trek: The Next Generation's mm-hmm. second season. The Borg connection was dropped before Q Who was written, mm-hmm. and the truth about the parasites remains a mystery. Yeah, gross. And they're just continuing to call them the parasites, but then like yeah. down at the bottom in the game. Under the games section, the CCG All Good Things expansion for Star Trek customizable card game gives their mm. species name as Bluegill. In Star Trek oh, Online, because, these parasites yeah, uh, called the Bluegills were bioengineered by the Solone on behalf of the Iconians. The mm-hmm. Iconians used the Bluegills to elicit the aid of the Vadwir. Vad- oh, the Vadwar. Vadwar. Oh, that's a Voyager bad guy. Helping them become a feared power in the Delta Quadrant in exchange for the Bluegills taking possession of the Vodwar leadership. Interesting. Yeah. The mission Uneasy Allies establishes that Trill uh, physiology was very resistant against the parasites, giving them a much better chance of surviving possession. Joined Trills were said to be immune thanks to their symbiont. Yeah, so none of that is canon, but it all makes sense. That all that would be really cool if that was the actual answer. That was um, in the game section of memoryalphafandom.com. Mm. Thank you again, memoryalphafandom.com, for sponsoring today's episode. <laughs> we wish. So at the end of the episode, um, Riker says it was Beverly's idea to 
have a fake bluegill on the back of yep. his neck. So yep. I think that's just colloquially what they're what they're called. Makes Very sense. interesting. Um, cool. And this is why I thank you guys for letting me Google on the fly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, let's do some let's do some scenes. Uh, battle stations, everyone, red alert. Warning: warp core collapse in ten seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows about sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Now, with these type of sometimes shaky episodes, we've often covered a lot of sins, but there are some specific stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, but would you like to go first? Yeah, I think I want to start with something that just popped into my mind while I was watching this episode. And it's when Deanna is talking about sensing uh, the intention. Oh, and- yeah, 100%. <laughs> you're there. You've got it. <laughs> It's, I will not take any shit for giving Deanna shit because they wrote her terribly. Yeah. Um, Have you got the line? I, I think I've got it. Someone is hiding something, but I can't tell who or what. It's the worst. It's what? why are you here? Why? Why? I know that. Uh, that is true for and like the, everybody. And how do you know that it's coming from that specific place? Like I'm uh, hiding that I need to fart right now. How it doesn't how, mean anything. How how does she how is she able to sense what she sees on screen that's on Earth so far away? Uh-huh. Is it just so she can read maybe the visually a little bit? Like because she has a, some some sort of connection with them. I just I believe in the space around her, she probably would be insanely accurate. But I'm realizing how much is of her watching on screen. I'm like, holy uh-huh. shit, her powers are fucking incredible. What blows your mind is that, yeah, when they give you one of the one of the episodes where they'll say, oh, this communication is coming from 10 light years away. And then she gets a read on someone. And like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, they're on screen, but they're still 10 light years away. How are you they're doing so this? They're so far. Yeah. How is she doing it is a great question. But then uh, right piggybacked on that for me is... This kind of a read is like whenever I want to talk to somebody who can quote unquote read my palm or read the future Mm -hmm. or and it's like you're saying the most generic stuff. I could deduce anything from it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would be great at palm reading. I would like it would have been really cool if she said if she was to say I'm sensing some conflict uh, specifically coming from this person. Yeah, single it down to a person. Something that could be a good clue for later, you know. I don't know. There's any number of ways to do it. Because what they're scared of is giving away the plot. Like, when you have somebody that's telepathic on the bridge, you immediately have to explain away why secrets aren't being revealed and why stuff isn't being... You write yourself into a corner. Now, they tone that down by specifying that Deanna can only sense strong feelings and emotions. She can't read thoughts unless it's another beta Z. She can't get into the depths of somebody's mind. She just gets their emotional well-being. Yeah. But they don't even use that. Like, tell me, he's feeling angry anxious he's super paranoid this guy is super confident give me the feelings because that still doesn't tell me the mystery but it confirms like data's data and analysis that there is something sketchy going on you don't have to make her completely useless somebody is hiding something and i can't tell who or what don't even be in the room <laughs> what yeah, are you it doing was, how does very, anybody have a straight face it was very generic and that was my first you know major sin yeah <laughs> i want everyone to look everyone on the bridge <laughs> everyone should be like oh is that about me <laughs> should look at her yeah. and just be like oh no that's me you're picking up on me oh, i'm sorry oh shit, that, i'm too close them. this this oh, is why no man. one wants to be friends with her it's egregious it's so bad um my biggest one and this is this is a big one. How does nobody notice the spike? 
because yeah. it's not in the hairline. Like, they move Quinn's hair a little bit. Riker's isn't in the hairline. And when you look at everybody else's, it isn't there. It doesn't, like, it hide it somewhere better. Like, Beverly even says it should be visible on anybody with a parasite. This was never a conspiracy. Everybody knows about this spike. They're just choosing to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Obvious. Yeah. Um, let me jump up to one of mine. I've got some questions too that I'm finding. Mm. I think like one of the sins I'm 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 still kind of trying to go through the plot of this one in my brain and sort of suss out where mm-hmm. the bad guy's plan kind of falls apart, but now we know that that initial meeting on the mining planet was one of the moles was there too. Um, and to yeah. your point, would have had a very obvious thing jutting out of their neck. But anyway, so unless she was got after that, but the idea was that she was got because it was like a reveal that Captain yeah, Scott or whatever was it Captain yeah, Scott. Captain yeah, Captain Scott. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's possible that at the time of the meeting she hasn't been got. But somebody on her crew did get her after the meeting. That's not specified. But I think revealing it that way makes me think she was in on it all along. Yeah. And might be the reason that the Horatio was destroyed because she knew that they were onto them. Yeah, that was the that's the impression I got as well. You yeah. know, like she was in on it. This is how and they were even saying, Yeah, that we know the plan. You mm-hmm. thought that you were ahead, but we were really ahead of you, sort of yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. So if she knew about it all along I guess the idea is that the trap has been set for Picard and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what their ship is doing, but immediately Picard tells everybody, well, he tells Deanna mm-hmm. and then he tells his crew, then he tells Riker and then he tells the crew and yeah. Data is doing like a public search of all of the special Starfleet things. Mm-hmm. And I would think that that would have given some kind of a red flag to the people at Starfleet who are attempting to be extremely covert this thing that they're mm-hmm. doing like they should have almost been able to read the records of what data was doing and figure mm-hmm. out that they were figuring it out now at the end they're, they're thinking oh it doesn't matter because we knew all along that you were going to come here into our trap but that doesn't that that's just because the plot made that be so mm-hmm. like they could have done so many other things besides just go back to earth and plant themselves directly in the middle of this bullshit yeah so that might actually be my biggest sin overall is the fact that when when Riker says well what do you expect us to do just go to Starfleet and say what's up and Taylor's like why not and Picard is like why (laughs) not not? not? because it's a terrible dumbass that's what you do when you know you have 40 minutes to solve the puzzle it's not when you're playing a long game these guys have been doing this for months they are moving little pawns and chess pieces around the worst thing you can do is confront them and expose them because then they'll just blow you out of the sky. Yeah. Like, there are so many things that they should have tried and thought about. Like, build an army. Like, he should be reaching out to all of his contacts and trying to work out who he can get on his side. Talk to the Vulcans. Talk to the Klingons. Like, get some help. Don't just go to Earth and say, hey, Starfleet, you have all of the power. What's going on? Yeah. It's such a dumb idea. It's such a dumb plan. Yeah. I don't know. It just it seems like I mean the show is the show is gonna ha- have us get to wherever it's gonna get in this in yeah. the way that it, it that it gets there. But if they were already under observation, it seems risky to give them access to this information and assume that there's enough bugs out there mm. to prevent Picard having any other ally that he can trust. In yeah. you know, so 
but yeah, I don't think it's the biggest sin for me. And I'll tell you what the biggest sin is next. Mm. Um, my next one, I think if we stay in the bad guys plan, it's... It's just so elaborate. The stuff with Picard is so, so elaborate when you get to the end. Like, yes, it's dumb that Picard's been, Picard beams down there alone, but he's still trying to hide his hand a little bit. But the they have, like, cocktails with him. They're just like, all of this bantering with the captain has made me rather hungry. Bring on the worms. Mm-hmm. And all of that... Just to do your worm reveal. <laughs> so, well, like, this is important. It's the flagship, people. Just tie him up. Just mm. subdue. Do your Vulcan neck pinch. Why are you doing cocktails and an aperitif? <laughs> like, just fucking get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. The, Theatrics uh, or not, get on with it. They just don't seem very scary once you start to think about how dumb they are. Yeah. Uh, but Which just contradicts how smart they've been by <laughs> moving these chess pieces for months and months and months and making calculated moves that are imperceptible but still get them to the end goal of infiltrating Starfleet. Yeah, They're and it just so happens up that, to the point of being dumb. Right, and our team just happens to be the ones that yeah. you know solves this mystery, uh, and our team is dumb. Um, Picard yes. is suspicious of Quinn. Pulls Riker aside <laughs> to tell him he's suspicious of Quinn yeah. while letting Quinn roam free. Stop him right there. Put him in the brig. Look in the briefcase. Suddenly you've discovered the alien. Scan the Mm -hmm. alien. Ask questions. Figure it out. Scan the guy. Like none of these people have been scanned in such a way that this has been discovered because, you know, Beverly, who is amazing, does figure it out. But certainly Mm -hmm. there's other people who could have figured it out as well. Yeah, you would think. These aliens are perfectly immune to scanning and transporting. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That's the biggest sin for me. Yeah. No, I get it, definitely. This is we've done the big ones for me. The, there's a really great silly one when Picard is woken up in his quarters um with the code 47 or whatever it is. He goes mm-hmm. over to get a glass of water and the glass that he pours the water into is is the same size as the glass that the water came from. <laughs> like, he takes the lid off and the two glasses are identical and he just pours it in and then puts the lid just oh, drink from the thing with the my. lid. God, that's really funny. I didn't notice that. It's great. I've only noticed it this time around. But like, it's th- that is just a an exercise in futility. Like, I, it's just to give him something to do. I guess. Holy shit, that's funny. <laughs> oh it's my amazing. god. Um, <laughs> the next one for me is like the scan is of this creature. You know, that's got like this little breather section just sticking out so that it can have oxygen. Mm. but then it's attached to like the cervical spine essentially like how much neck flesh do we need to cover this bulbous mass that is right at the back like you can reach yeah. back and touch and feel uh-huh. your cervical spine there is not a lot of tissue back there everyone who has one of these things not only like to your point has a little spike sticking out but would mm-hmm. also have the bulbous thing. Now we yeah. see this a lot for people who have a haunched forward neck, like they're just constantly looking forward. Mm. So they'll have like a little hump thing going on back there. This is this is though accommodates a tiny little scorpion. Yeah. And I just we would see it. <laughs> I love the that's the ambassador's MO is looking for neck trauma and how it affects your spine and posture. You like, have you no idea. I do this all <laughs> the time. I'm looking I'm looking at I'm looking at body posture every single day mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. We need a segment on that. 
Um, this is just a little one, but when Data is away studying, um, his his chair on the bridge is vacant the entire time. Instead of being replaced, Geordie has nobody to tell his naughty jokes to. It's just an empty chair until Data returns. Couldn't afford mm. an extra, apparently. Oh, yeah, it was all going into the CG, or not the CG, but the special <laughs> the effects. Effect. And the stop yeah. motion. We didn't even talk about the fact that it was stop motion. The little the little scorpion bug crawling across the floor. Uh, yeah, they they really <laughs> had to be like, you're going to sit still for like the next 10 minutes while we just slowly move <laughs> yeah. this thing across the floor. Uh-huh. And up your yeah. leg. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It, I didn't mind it, though. I love that stuff. I think it's great. Uh, it's obviously fake, but it's it's fun. I like it. Anything else, Ambassador? I think there's some technical stuff that I wrote down, but I don't know that it's true. But wouldn't the teleportation know that two creatures beamed over when Quinn comes? Yeah, it's really convenient. They're immune to transporters. Um, I guess bioengineered to be immune to transporters or not detected. Yeah, it's it's a MacGuffin. Okay, yeah. Biological MacGuffin. Um, another one is just Riker clearly seeing that this admiral is super power and evil and he doesn't immediately call for backup. Mm-hmm. It's I can take it. He 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 just yeah, he just he wants to kick. Maybe that's yeah. it. Wanting to, to kick to this bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I even wrote down, call for help, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> Don't you talk to Riker like that? And they were like, Hi, kick, 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 swing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh, my... here's another note of mine. Picard mm-hmm. takes a drink like an idiot. This is a terrible plan. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Everything about this is terrible. I mean, when Beverly is like, you need to shoot to kill, you're like, one does not beam down to Starfleet headquarters with a phaser. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You do when it's Yes, this. you do. You Riker does. down to you. Oh, Riker goodness. did it. Yeah, I mean, Riker did. Why couldn't you do it? That's brilliant. So fucking stupid. Speaking of phasers, my last main sin was that this painting survives a full phaser blast. And this is when the Admiral shoots that painting behind Riker and Picard in Starfleet HQ. And it's like a beautiful picture of Saturn or Jupiter or something. Full phaser blast, no damage at all. Sparks fly off of the painting. Like, what did they they make that painting out of for it to survive that? I wanted to see the painting get vaporized. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. How Picard about just, and should have been like, no big deal. It, the painting's fine. Shoot me. <laughs> I can take about, it. How about this moment? Picard realizes he's in trouble because they're eating mealworms, okay? Mm-hmm. He stands up and he slowly backs away. Just beam mm-hmm. out. Beam me out. Just well, I wondered out. about that. Like, there is a delay. And maybe he's worried that if he goes for his com badge, it will trigger. He, he must think he has a better chance of getting out the door than getting beamed up. I don't, I don't Just I don't beam know. out. I'd like. I mean, to be fair, where's Deanna? She should sense. Just like I would say, Deanna, lock onto my feelings. You know me. Mm-hmm. As soon as I start to panic and my heart rate there spikes, you go. tell them to beam me up. Yeah, you're monitoring all of my my body from because yep. the, they can do all the scans and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. the captain is sweating. That's abnormal. Yeah, he or is just panicking right now. Fucking keep your comm badge open. Yes, keep it open. Ugh. Oh boy, easily avoidable. So avoidable. Anything else, Ambassador? Um, yeah, absolutely. We've seen how they all have super strength, but when Picard is about to be shot by the um, Captain Scott, the, mm. the woman, he just easily just moves her hand. I, I, yes. I thought that was very convenient. Like, very oh, good oh, point. okay, okay. She's put off balance very easily. I suppose so. 
my last note was um how did other episode how dare this episode end this way what the fuck that was my last note <laughs> with the the beacon or with yeah, the vaporizing the yeah yeah the beacon yeah Oh boy. And this was the second to last episode of the season. So it was definitely like, uh, it was thinking about what are we going to do in season two? I do have three questions before we hit to the end. Uh, But I'm done with my sins. Okay. Hit me. There's a moment whenever, you know, Picard wakes up for this message 47 or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, okay, pipe it through. Isn't Mm. that what Kirk said? Yeah. Kirk says, doesn't he say pipe it down? Pipe, pipe it down, um, pipe, pipe it me into engineering. Yeah, pipe it through, pipe it up, pipe it down. I would have never thought that that could have been written in the script purposefully. Yes. As just something that has continued to stay on through the years because of this sort of like naval vibe, right? Like yes, These exactly. warship kind of terminologies where mm-hmm. the show sort of pulled its inspiration from. And then mm-hmm. I would have never thought that pipe it through would be something that captain picard would say because it would be something different and like my mm-hmm. futuristic mind with all this other yeah. you know all the other shows i've watched and just different terminology that's existed you would think like scan it over or it's just these yeah. but even that will become obsolete Beam it down be with mm-hmm. him yeah yeah oh i love that so yeah. the fact that it's a, he said pipe it through was something that just stood out to me Mm, um, that's so interesting that's why i love your perspective on this i never would have i don't give that a second thought it's just in the language for me the other one is i wondered if we ever see trila scott at captain trila scott again this is a person who has gotten to captain right? faster than anyone in history no nah, one episode memory that's never it? again yeah jesus christ what a failure never see her again what and a she's failure. great she's like just ballsy she's just like that was a terrible way to describe her because she's a woman she's she's incredible like she's just like yeah i am that good i <sighs> absolutely want to see more of her i would love to see more of that mm. i've been that have, oh that's a that's an, uh, that's sad that makes me sad yeah um and then didn't we see something like this where the changelings were imitating people yeah yeah, that's the whole thing the changelings do in Deep Space Nine. Was and it Deep in Space Picard. Nine? Was that the episode that we watched? No, no, no. We watched the wedding episode. What was the episode that I would have seen where I just I have this memory of people being impersonated in hot like high up people and they couldn't be trusted mm. and but they couldn't remember important pieces of information. And that's what gave it away. Was that in Star Trek? Well, there was Picard season three where that happens a lot. Because okay. there's like Commander Tuvok has been replaced by a changeling. Yeah, um, that's it. Rogue comes on board and is worried that that's it. People okay. are making dodgy decisions, and she's like, "You can't trust anybody." And yeah, eventually they figure out it's the changelings that are behind it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And they're just making sketchy command decisions. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I knew. I was like, "This sounds familiar." Mm-hmm. Well, they do it again in Deep Space Nine. Like when they introduce the changelings, Cisco goes back to Earth because they're worried that changelings have infiltrated Starfleet again and just replaced people. So, yeah, it it is an interesting storyline. Like it is interesting to think about. Um, it's just not something you want to wrap up in forty five minutes. No, no, it's too big. It's not. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. It was no, just. A, it was just so. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it could be so much more. Yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah. Um, um i think that so was my last one, one is i just wanted to ask nope that was it that was mm. the three it was the if we saw the captain again if we think the pipe it in was on purpose and then mm. yeah that nice. like haven't we seen the storyline recently 
because I couldn't remember. Yeah. Well, I was a little bit hesitant when we got 25 minutes in and I was like, huh, the monster doesn't actually turn up. <laughs> until, for some reason, I thought this, I, I, just, I remember the bug appearing quicker but a lot of this happens in the back end of the episode but i'm mm-hmm. standing by it because they are and they are a star trek monster they are they are well known even if they don't appear very much next week we're going to continue the monster medley with skin of evil this is season one episode 23 of tng now this monster does appear for the entire episode and I, I I am super excited to show you this episode, and I don't think you'll be okay at the end of it either. So, um, Great. That, if you want to reach <laughs> out to us, um, join the CinemaSins Discord and head over to the Captain's Pod channel. Uh, it's discord.gg slash CinemaSins. Send us an email at Captain's Pod. Um, yeah, Captain's Pod at CinemaSins.com on Twitter slash X. We are Captain's Pod CS. We love receiving your messages. Um, we love interacting with you and love hearing how you're interacting with the pod, how you're watching it, how you're rewatching episodes and re listening to the show. You guys are all the best. Have an incredible new year. Any new year's messages before we sign off, Ambassador? Mm. Yeah, I, I think my sign off will be the new year's message. Oh, I love it. Well, in that case, I'm Captain Ian, and I'm off for some shore leave on Pacifica. And it's friendship must dare to risk, or it is not friendship. Oh, I love that, especially as your dogs are proclaiming their friendship <sighs> in the background. They're just, they just won't stop. <laughs> Live long and pause, per. Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. I was trying to, you know how I do my intro is for you is like something relating to the episode we did the previous week? Yeah, but we're doing something different this week, so what's it going to be now, bud? No, it's going to be from that episode. <laughs> You just won't understand the reference yet. The one that we're going to watch? It's going to be from the episode that we'll have released before this week that we haven't recorded yet. Oh, so we're tricking people. Like, they won't know. They won't know. I mean, I'm... I, I'm <laughs> Based on previous form, I think we'll give it away immediately, but... <laughs> <laughs> Why is my audio so fucking quiet? Ah! I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh. Yeah, I just don't understand why it's so, 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 so fucking quiet. Like it yeah. is. It's really annoying, isn't it? It's yeah, weird. it just keeps happening. Dumb. Dumb. Ten of these things. Ten of these things. Ten of these things. Ten of these things. I came to my computer to record today and apparently, <laughs> apparently left my um Minecraft on from when we gamed several days ago. It's just still on. It's just my character is just existing over there in the world somewhere. So of course that meant that I didn't actually stay focused on what I was supposed to do, but rather started playing Minecraft. Cats are cool. Cats are, cats are really cool and adorable. They, 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 I feel like they are so much more intelligent than dogs. I feel like I am holding a conversation with a cat. Interesting. A dog is like waiting for its next command. I don't know. I can't read cats like I can read dogs. There's something mm-hmm. like I, when the dog whisperer show came out people would be like that's like you danae because i just 
like I get them mm-hmm. and maybe that just means I'm not as smart as you. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think that's the yeah. takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh-huh. the takeaway. Dog people are dumber than cat people. Yes. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Probably so. The more you know. <laughs> There's also people who are using those communication buttons mm-hmm. for dogs, yeah. but they're using them for cats as well. Not going to work. Yeah. I, I haven't watched as many, Yeah, but I did get back into the button videos on like Instagram shorts or something. Mm-hmm. And there are these, there's these people that have given their dog like four or five buttons and that's it. And uh-huh. um, it's like, yes, bitch. <laughs> and and it, like it, they've made them really oh, sassy. No. So, sassy like, dogs. Treat me, you fucker. Like just, <gasps> it's super sassy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this little tiny little adorable dog. <laughs> Just like cursing. Open the door, dick. Mm-hmm. And it's only a few commands. That's it. I think Reese, I think Twix would would do really well with water, food, outside, love. Yes. Love. 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 He they're both just super obsessed with being touched. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of like, I feel like I failed them as a trainer in some ways, but then in other ways, they're like wildness that I haven't trained out of them mm. delights me like one of the things they should not do that is absolutely adorable to me is when someone sits down at the dinner table and they both come over and kind of put their front paws in their lap mm-hmm. but then their heads pop up because <laughs> i have like a higher table so it's more of like a mm-hmm. bar height table than a lower table so all of a sudden they're just both of their heads just appear like imagine baby birds when they're trying to get food from yeah. mama and they're all just like vying for attention it's two fluffy twin dog heads yeah one a dark color one a light color just absolutely fighting for the attention and love mm-hmm. of the person that, that they're both trying to like get in their space a little sideways head just trying to lick the table just no they don't lick they just they want love mm-hmm. they want they food. want all of the love they, they want, want my food. love they want and, my food. And also, okay, and a little food. Yeah, a little okay, food. a little food, yeah. but much love. Mm-hmm. I need to um, let you know about a pattern that is forming. Um, I spent some time with your daughter, Iris, and she was uh-huh. telling me an incredible story. Thank you for babysitting, by the way. Of course. She told me two stories. Both of them ended with the Enterprise arriving to save the day. And one of them, oh. the bad guys captured the Enterprise and okay. and renamed it can't remember what they renamed it it was something like the junkyard or something um and she i could see the cogs turning and she didn't know how to get out of the story so she was like it was all a dream they woke up and it was fine and i was like yeah that is that's why we sing that because it's where a six-year-old goes to end the story oh my gosh but yes the pattern is the enterprise saves the day just in case that comes up at some point that's yeah there is a reason that she is thinking strongly about the Enterprise. Yes. And you know that reason. Yes, I do. And But the podcast audience doesn't know the reason yet, but we will reveal that soon. Yes. But yes. <laughs> do you, did you, did your heart melt, oh, you know, great. as this little tiny person's just like making up stories about the Enterprise? It's the best. Like she, it's, it's Inception because she'll know about the Enterprise. She's seen pictures of it. And then one day. She's seen your tattoo. She's seen my tattoo. Then one day she'll see it on TV and be like, I know that ship. And bam, that's the gateway drug to being a Trekkie. She's already a Trekkie. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even realize it's in a TV show yet. Yep. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's how it goes. Yeah. It's fun to start an origin story. It's it's fun to indoctrinate children. (laughs) I think so. 
Of all the things to be indoctrinated into, Star Trek's a good one. Yeah. That's one of the good cults. That's what I was I... told. <laughs> Speaking of back in the day, I was always, again talking to Iris and I thought, I'm going <laughs> to see if this is going to blow her mind. And I said, did you know that back in when, when I was younger, we couldn't pause TV shows and we couldn't really pick the TV show. We would just, whatever was on that channel, that's what we had to watch. And she stopped what she was drawing, put her pen down and was like, what did you do? <laughs> and we just watched what was on TV. And she was like, why? Man, Netflix. That app on the TV is dangerous. It's crazy. It immediately starts playing a show. It's like a little yeah. trailer. And then it immediately plays the next one. So she's just, she has no choice but to watch a 20 second clip of whatever is there. And she just gets sucked in. I have to, I have, we have rules about that. It's, you have to think about what you want to watch, then go to it immediately and not get distracted because. I mean, mm-hmm. if she's if she's going to be anything like me, it's going to be just a world of going, I walked into this room. Why? Why? Why do I exist? Six hours later. What was I doing? Oh, well, TV's still on. My favorite conversation I've heard you have with her so far was you guys were playing, I think, Uno together. OK, yeah. Yeah, we did a lot of Uno. She made a mess. You were explaining that, you know, it was her mess. You would help clean it, but she had to kind of do her part. And she straight up goes, Ian, that's not how it works around here. I make a mess and mommy cleans it up. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Uh-huh. It was, yeah, uh-huh. Like, like, this oh, is how it goes. I make uh, the mess. Mommy cleans it. I don't right. have to deal with this. So why am I having to tidy up my cards? It wouldn't be any surprise that the next day we were chatting and I and she did something and I, I said, okay, it's time to clean up the mess. And she's like, well, why don't you do it? And I looked at her, having heard her say that, knowing that she confidently fully believes I exist to clean up yes. after her. And I said, I am not on this planet to clean up after you. Mm-hmm. And she just looks at me like, wow, <laughs> what are you here for yeah, well, then? <laughs> what function do you serve then? <laughs> Recording. Yeah.